Welcome to the Cozy Minimalism Podcast. I'm Angie, and I'll be your virtual navigator on this path to minimalism. I want to help you create a home that nurtures and supports you, rather than one that drains you and stresses you out. My home? It's a regular, everyday home. It's not magazine-worthy, and some days, when I'm not feeling good, it will be a little untidy. But it's never out of control or heavy like it used to be. I offer you a softer, more realistic, and less extreme type of minimalism. I really want you to be able to step away from these episodes feeling motivated, so I don't add a lot of extra fluff just to make them a certain length. What you see is what you get. I always love to hear from listeners, so hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and let me know how I can serve you better. Have you ever felt stuck at the beginning of decluttering? When you look around, you don't see a way out. You might want to change, but you don't know how to make it happen. What should I declutter first? Because looking around, it's a little overwhelming. Or if it's this hard to declutter at the beginning, I'll never be done. Or this is hopeless, I'll never be a minimalist because of my family. One of the other ones that I hear a lot is, girl, I know I need to declutter, but I don't even know where to start. These are real life issues I get asked a lot. So I figured I'd do a podcast about them. If this is you, this podcast episode is for you. I give you three actionable tips that you can use to build momentum and peel back a few layers of clutter, even if you don't know where to start, even if you feel overwhelmed right now. Number one, momentum. Momentum is a funny thing. You have the desire to want to change, but you just can't seem to actually do it. The remedy for inaction is action, little action. And that little action has to be easy action. The worst thing you can do at this point is take on a huge project. You'll burn out. This first tip is all about looking for the easy stuff. You've heard me say it before, and I'm going to say it again. Become a heat-seeking missile, looking for the easy-to-let-go-of things. The idea is twofold. First, you begin to quickly identify clutter. Second, you get better at parting with it. You've learned how to add clutter, and I teach you how to declutter, and how not to re-clutter. But we start by building that decluttering muscle that hasn't been worked in a while, and that will make the whole process easier. I have a tip sheet that you can use. I'll post a link to the webpage in the show notes. What it is, is it's filled with ideas and prompts to find the easy stuff. Remember, little action, easy action. Number two, focusing. Once you've gotten moving and you feel like you're ready to do a little bit deeper, don't do a large space. Focus your efforts to smaller bite-sized pieces. The surest way to befuddle your efforts is to bite off more than you can chew. 
I spent hours in our old basement of doom. And then as I was exhausted after the end of my session, I'd leave the space. As I'm walking up the stairs, I would look back and an instant wave of defeat would wipe over me because it didn't even look like I had made a dent in it. That feeling of defeat would stop me from doing more for weeks and sometimes months. And I don't want that for you, my friend. I'm going to work through a real life example and you can use this as your jumping off point. Let's look at my favorite area to declutter, the kitchen. You might look at this room and start thinking of the pantry, the drawers, the cabinets, and those surfaces needing to be done. That thought moves to the rest of the house and those drawers and those cabinets and those surfaces and all the things. You're doomed in your mind before you even start. This thinking is what I call sticky thinking. If you want the process to feel like you're walking through molasses up to your knees in the winter, then that's the way to do it. It's really hard to move through. However, if you would rather make it feel easier, I want you just to focus on what you can see. On that surface, I want you just to focus on one square foot cube at a time. Remember, this is only the stuff you can see. Once you've got the surfaces done, you can move on to the drawers, cabinets, and pantry, closets, all of that. But that's further down the line. Right now, just focus on that square foot cube. I want you to become a collector of little successes. When you start and finish that one square foot cube, you get a little success story. Those build momentum faster than a small chunk out of a big room. And it builds momentum faster because you're not working on a room that you rarely use. When you do little by little, you create momentum. This is with your progress that you can see. But if you spend a bunch of time on the storage room, you close the door and you forget about it. Or worse, you don't see enough of a dent in the stuff compared to your time and effort. This is the little action in the formula of little action, easy action. Number three, prioritize. I want you to learn to prioritize your home and the spaces within it because not every room is created equally. There are primary and these are the most common areas and the most used areas in your home. The secondary, these are the more personal areas. And the tertiary, the areas that are more utilitarian and storage spaces. The primary spaces are areas that you and your family would be in. And you might also host guests in or guests would use. So the kitchen, dining, living room, and maybe a guest bathroom would be primary areas. Those would be mine, but yours may be different. These are the areas that I suggest focusing on first. They have the biggest impact on your entire family and you. If these spaces are easier to tidy up at the end of the night, you actually breathe easier. This strategy is aimed at giving you a spatial reset or some breathing space. Because when you've been treading water for so long, it's better just to get in the boat. When decluttering, start from the outside and move inward in each space. Do the surfaces first, then, and only then, 
move into the cabinets, drawers, closets, and pantries. This is decluttering from the outside in rather than decluttering from the inside out. And that is going to make a huge difference in your momentum and how quickly you see results in your space. To summarize, the three actionable strategies on where to start. Number one is look for the easy stuff. That's your easy action items. Number two, focus your efforts to a smaller area. This is your little action steps. Number three, make sure you're prioritizing the right spaces and areas. These are just three small examples from my toolkit that I use with clients and within my training programs. I believe solutions need to be targeted to what you are going through, not a step-by-step generic plan based on rooms to declutter. I believe that when you take targeted action in your space, you'll move through the layers of clutter faster. I believe in getting to the root cause of clutter and mind shifts to minimalism for lasting change, because who wants to spend all of that time decluttering only to end up recluttering and then needing to declutter again? Friend, stop treading water and get in the boat. Beneath every piece of clutter is a feeling. And beneath every feeling is a need. And when we meet that need, rather than focusing on just decluttering, we begin to deal with the root cause, not the symptom. When you begin dealing with the root cause, you will stop the cycle. Hey friend, I want to take the time right now to thank you. Thank you for letting me be in your ear for another week. An extra special thanks goes out to those of you that have been leaving written reviews on Apple Podcasts. So I have something special for those of you. If you leave a review, good or bad, screenshot it and then send it to my Instagram message. Every month, I'm going to go through everyone that sends them and draw one name, one review to get a tiny gift for me. And it's, it's inconsequential. It's not a big deal, but it's just a little thank you for taking the time out of your day to write a review. So I appreciate you, whether you're listening, whether you're reviewing, whether you're a part of the community, each and every single one of you matter. And I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, toodles.